Lucretia L.C. Thomas is a serial creator and life cheerleader who chooses to live life with a bold intention and purpose. Lucretia's passion is to encourage women to use their gifts to live in purpose and on purpose, which led her to create Girl Behind the Hustle, a community dedicated to encouraging, celebrating, and sharing real stories from women behind the hustle. She invites guests on her weekly podcast to speak about business, sisterhood, and self-care. Lucretia was honored as one of the top 20 influential women in Chicago. She believes that in sharing our stories, we create an environment for every woman to win. Okay, welcome, LC. So good to talk to you again after not talking to you actually in person. Like I talk to you via social media, I feel like all the time and via text. I know. Yeah. You know, social media and texting, it feels like you are always talking to somebody. You're always connected, which is right, good. Right. Exactly. But it's great to be able to talk to you again. So just tell me and the audience, what have you been pursuing um, academically, business-wise, personally? Girl, you know me. I'm always doing something. So. <laughs> All everything, <laughs> a little bit of everything. So um, I've transitioned. I think I told you a little bit. I've transitioned from events. Um, I was doing events for about nine or ten years. I want to say, and so I've transitioned from that. Still having people reach out every now and then, um, kind of wing me back over a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I closed my event company down last year and um, switched over and started Girl Behind the Hustle. And so that's what I'm currently working on. It's my baby now that I've been working on Girl Behind the Hustle, just taking a look at women and what they're doing for self-care and taking a deeper look at what truly goes on behind the hustle. Sometimes I feel like when we're working and doing everything, it seems so easy. And so just so that other people can see all the grind and the grace and the grit that goes on behind the hustle, just so you can feel like you're not alone. Someone else is going through the same thing. So that's what I'm working on currently. Okay. So your event business you did for nine nine to ten years yeah so that started when I had my daughter Mm -hmm. so when I had my daughter that kind of kicked that off so I started just you know doing my own little events um you know her baby shower and um christening and her birthday parties so I started doing that and, you know, that's kind of when Pinterest was popping. So I was getting all my little <laughs> ideas off of Pinterest and putting things together. And um, a few years into that, my one of my friends, close friends, got married. And at that time, I was thinking about, you know, expanding it once people started reaching out to me. But I was still on the fence. So in my mind, I told myself that if you could plan this wedding, never planned anybody's wedding before. But if you can plan this international wedding you can do, like, you can do this. Mm -hmm. So I planned her wedding. She got married in Mexico. It was, I think, 75 people. And, you know, just having an international wedding, dealing with the communication and the time difference. And with Mexico, they get back to you when they want to. Like, there's a day or two, and it's not (laughs) a big deal. And so with dealing with that, after I planned her wedding, it was like, all right, uh, I think I'm doing this. Let me come up with a name, and let me set up a website and all this stuff and start putting myself out there. So, yeah, that was about, you know, about nine years or so. Okay. And what were you doing before you even, you know, decided to do the first thing on your own? 
Like, what were you doing before that? Before that, I was in retail. And even okay. when I started LC Marie Events, I was still working. Um, so I was working in retail, went back to school after I had my daughter. It kind of gave me that boost. Like, oh, let me go back to school. Um, so I went back to school. And in my mind, what I thought was going to happen is after I got this degree, that immediately I was going to, you know, get a promotion, get a raise. Everything was just going to work out perfectly. So I had, when I went back to school, I was then in, working in the corporate office of the same retail company. And after I graduated, I got a little bit of a title promotion, not much. It was honestly, if I'm being honest, it was fluff. It was a fluff promotion Mm -hmm. (laughs) with a little bit of a raise, a very little bit of a raise. And so here I am looking like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) Like, luckily, when I went back to college, I learned so much. So the the program that I took the second time around, which is just been so helpful in everything that I'm doing currently. So I learned all of those skills. So I'm happy I wasn't doing it just for the sake of a promotion because I would feel totally cheated. Um, But so I was working in corporate still while I launched the event company. Like if I had downtime on my lunch breaks, I had my iPad out, emailing people, making connections, texting, you know, doing all of that while I was still working. Awesome. And that, that is kind of, I think, the path that most people and entrepreneurs take. You start mm-hmm. a little bit, you get in what you can while you're working, and then hopefully you can make, you know, your side hustle become your main hustle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so was it that you were like, I don't want to do um, events anymore? I feel like I'm going into something else or how did, how did that transition happen? You know, honestly, I just felt something inside of me. I just really felt like God was telling me it was time to make a shift that you did this. This is something you went after. You wanted it really badly. You did it. I feel like I had a great run. Like I did a lot of amazing events and I feel like I had such a great run and that maybe that was just the foundation for this. Like I just started getting this tinkering, like there's something else you need to be doing. There's something else more impactful that I have for you. And it was hard. It was a really hard transition to let it go. It was definitely not smooth. Um, But I just had this feeling like you need to switch. It's time to, you know, make a change. And so from there you created Hey Elsie, right? No, Hey Elsie has just always been. Hey Elsie is my personal brand that I have not quite developed outside of Instagram. Somewhere okay. along the way, I said that I was going to create a blog and all of this, but I haven't. But yeah, HLC has just always been around. Okay. And so brand it yourself and then the child of the girl behind the hustle was born. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you said that you kind of, you knew you wanted to do something more. Was this just something that kind of came to you and grew organically or did you always feel like you wanted to showcase women and their grind like how did that happen I feel like naturally I've always been in circles where I'm just talking to women like it's something that has just always happened where we're just in these circles and we're talking about the hustle and we're talking about the grind and everything that goes on and I I think it took maybe a year 
to me to actually figure out exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I think for three years, I was in this small group through my church with just business women where we met weekly and we just talked about different things. And I just kept talking about, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something with women. I just couldn't figure out what it was, but I was open to whatever it looks like. So um, I think I was at one of my book club meetings and afterwards I was talking to a friend and she was a small business owner. And we again was just talking about everything. And I was like, I feel like this conversation needs to happen on a larger scale And I did not have a name for it. I did not know exactly what I wanted it to be. And while we were talking, I'm like, I feel like people just need to see what goes on behind the hustle. And it was kind of like, you know, something on television, like, ding. Uh Like, that's that's what it is. I'm like, they need to see what goes on behind the hustle. Because I had no clue what I wanted it to be called. I didn't know what it looked like. I already had the podcast going. And that was the Hey LC podcast. Um, but I knew I wanted to do something else. I wanted it to speak to a wider audience and to honestly be more marketable too, because I wanted people to see themselves at it. And so that's how Girl Behind the Hustle came to be. And through this whole journey of yours professionally, what have been like your family and friends? How have they supported you or were they scared for you during times or you scared for yourself during times like how has just this just been as a full-time creator and the support and just how has that been you know I like to be honest with people it's been hard Uh (laughs) it's been hard like a lot of times people think that I just kind of jumped out there and started doing it girl I got fired like this is what happened you know and so from when I was at my corporate job, I got fired. And that's what started me to launch LC Marie events full time. It was like, I got to figure something out. You know, I don't have a job. My daughter has to eat. I got to figure something out. And so that's what happened with that. And um, to kind of fill in the blanks or whatever, financially, I'd start doing contract work as well. Because you get real creative when you got to make those bills. Mm -hmm. So you just got to make whatever moves you want, need to make happen. And I remember my mom being like, okay, so this is a a temporary thing, right? You're just doing this for the meantime until you find another, you know, another good corporate job. And I was like, yeah, sure. But I knew, (laughs) (laughs) you know, once you get used to moving how you move and you just get into the flow of it, it just kind of works out. And it's been working out. I mean, this is my third year. And every year I'm like, Lord, I don't know how you're doing this. And I don't know what I'm going to do for next year. But as long as you got me, I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep but rolling. I'm just going to keep rolling. And that's, that's not funny, but it's like, you know, how God moves. So mm-hmm. you got fired, but that that made you. Right. You know, start that journey. Do it. I, right. I wasn't. I wasn't going nowhere. Like, I'm not going to play. I was going nowhere. <laughs> and I then stayed there doing it part-time, half-time, <laughs> going nowhere. So, yeah. And then even when you, like, said your mom is like, okay, well, yeah, go back to corporate. You're like, mm-hmm. like, it, it kind of makes you think, like, if I can survive doing this and I already know what it means to hustle for myself it, mm-hmm. it's it, like you said it's hard to go back you're like I know I can do it right exactly I think that's the hardest thing once you get past the I know I can do it then like all right everything after that is so much easier everything is just so much easier it's easier to start making different transitions and pivots once you do it the first time 
Okay. Was there someone that you looked at that you knew personally or a famous person that inspired you to walk in this path, to pursue what you wanted to do, the girl behind the hustle or LC events or Hey, LC, the brand, the person who inspired you? Who did you look at and say, okay, I, I, I want to do this because they're doing it. You know, I've been really blessed to have so many amazing women around me doing this, doing what I do. So I've just been able to look around me to my peers. So mm-hmm. when I was in the small group at, through church, it was an entrepreneur one. It was women in business. And so all of the women in that circle, they had their own businesses. And at that time is when I was still working corporate and trying to do Elsie Marie events on the side. So I was blessed to be able to see how they're making everything flow and, you know, the number of years that they've been in business and what led them to launch their business and how they've been successful. So I was able to hear their stories. Um, I always tell my cousin, like, you've been such an inspiration for me. Like she's, I think, been a full-time hustler for eight or nine years. And she moved to Atlanta completely by herself. We have no family there. And she built her own life and carved out her own niche. So I've just been really blessed to look around me to see so many women like I have never have had to look too far to find some sort of inspiration that is I think having that it also like kind of holds you accountable Mm -hmm. because when you look at those people and just being in that space so you're like in the space of an entrepreneur workshop or group so they know what you're there for so that it's automatically they're checking up on you and saying Okay, well, what did you do? Did you start this? Did you take those tools that we had right. in this circle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I found that that's integral to, like, when you have that group around you, like you said, that that group of people that are hustling, you automatically, you don't want them to ask you what's up and you, like, I didn't do anything. Or, right, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it automatically holds you accountable. So what does a typical day look like for you, or is there no typical day. Mm, yeah, I don't have, I don't think I have a typical day. Um, to the best of my ability, <laughs> I wake up, <laughs> I wake up, I start my day on my scroll in my Bible app, I do mm-hmm. my devotional. Um, my little munchkin comes in here and climbs in my bed before school, drop her off. Um, today's Wednesday, so let's do Wednesday. So drop her off at school. Wednesday mornings, I meet with my mastermind group uh, with two other ladies who are, they both have their own businesses and doing their own journeys. And so I meet with them and we meet for about two to three hours and we go over our goals and our homework for the following week. Um, And then in the afternoon, I have a contract position. And so I do that for a couple hours and then I come home, take care of my daughter, you know, do, you know, all the family fun stuff. And then after that, I probably will work a little bit more before winding down for a bit. Okay. And do you have to incorporate specific methods or do you use planning to make sure, because your your day is so free and you kind of plan it yourself, do you have methods for making sure that you get amount, a certain amount of your personal work done? So... Personal work, like my um, business stuff or personal stuff for me to take care of? Actually, both. So my personal stuff, that does not get taken care of. 
It doesn't. You like that's the last on the list. It's so it's at the bottom and it's it's becoming a problem. So I'm trying to make that more of a priority because it's really becoming a problem. Um, you would think with all of the flexibility in my schedule that I would be able to kind of work my personal stuff in. But honestly, what I have learned from, you know, doing this whole freelance contract thing, doing your own business, you have to be as strict on your schedule as you are when you work a nine to five. So even though it seems like my schedule is floaty, I am like so strict with my working business hours that even though I kind of have like my days free, they're really not free. And you have to really be strict with yourself. And because I'm so strict with myself, my personal stuff just gets kind of on the wayside. Um, as far as my business scheduling, I have my phone for my calendar, um, keep my like day together. And then as well, I just bought a, um, a written planner so I can start tracking everything that way. And then I have a few different um, scheduling apps for clients and things like that to keep me on track with appointments and stuff. Okay. And I wanted to take this a little second to talk about your broke best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> and she's um, in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't follow you, your broke best friend is your daughter. Yeah, and um, she goes with you on some of your business adventures, some of your fun adventures. I know, like every week, you try to do something new in the city, which I am really jealous of, and I want to incorporate in my schedule. Um, but just her watching you, I'm sure, is inspirational for her to be her own boss one day as well. So just while she's growing, do you encourage her to go the traditional route? Are you like, yeah, we'll go to college and do this? Or do you kind of promote more of a, a more, I guess, a free kind of um, option to, to be a businesswoman? You know what? I'm open to her figuring out whatever she wants to do. And I'm constantly asking her when I take her, you know, these different adventures and things like, what do you want to do? What do you see yourself doing? You know, what idea we tonight we read for bedtime? I think Marley Diaz book about the girl who funded the 100 black girl um, book challenge. And so I'm like, oh, is there a movement that you're interested in with something that you would want to found? So I'm open to her being whatever she wants to be. You know, if she decides she wants to go to college fine. If that's not for you, okay. I think she still, you know, can get that real world education in a different way. Looking back on it, I still wouldn't went to college, even though, you know, what I'm doing now, I don't necessarily need a degree, but the knowledge that I gained and the experience and the social experience and the connections I made, I wouldn't take those away. So, I would encourage college still, but as debt-free as possible type of college. (laughs) Hello. Like, however we can work that thing out. Uh Um, But I'm open to whatever she wants to do, honestly. If she's like, oh, I don't think I want to do college. Okay, cool. What's your plan? What what else are you going to do? Okay, so we already talked about businesses taking the priority. And so Mm -hmm. kind of like your personal business gets pushed off to the wayside. So, is there room for your love life? You know, there's always been room for that. (laughs) We make room for that. We make room for that. Um, The way my schedule is set up, I am 
I don't know how, like my number one question, I get like, how do you do everything you do? I don't know. But the way my schedule is set up, my social life, I need that social time. So when it's an imbalance there with my social and business, it affects my mood drastically. So I'm always able to kind of carve out social time. So that that happens. But right now you are, are you still on celibacy and no dating? Or? I am. I am. This is like day 67, 70 or so. I need to count, girl. <laughs> I don't want to miss it. Do you? It might make you upset. Like, I don't know. I don't want to miss that 90. Oh, <laughs> I need <okay>. to know. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I feel like I'm on day 70. I think this is around day 70, 71 or so. And does that make your, okay, How? what does that do for you? Um, I get like personally and professionally, does it, does it give you time to focus more or, uh, you know, when I'm celibate, I am at my most creative. I am so creative when I'm celibate. I don't know what it is, but I do this yearly. Um, so every year I do 90 days and I am more focused. My face is clear. Everybody keeps asking, like, what are you doing to your skin, girl? I don't know. I just took sex off the picture. Like, that's the only thing I changed. You know, but, I, yeah. I like to say it's being fuck boy free. It will you do. You know, it will do some things. <laughs> it will. So, skin is clear, walking a little peppier, moves better. Like, <laughs> just delete that one little thing, it changes your life. So, but yeah, for business, it helps me a lot. It definitely helps me focus. I mean, whatever relationship you're in and, you know, whatever guy you're aligned to, you know, that should also inspire you and provide you with a boost too. But when I take that out the picture, I don't know, my creative juices flow a lot better. I don't know. Yeah, it just flows better. When you are dating... Mm-hmm. Do you run into men where they, like there's a problem because you are devoted so much time to your business or just because you're such a powerful woman? Are they intimidated at all? Have you had any kind of negative experiences dating because you are a hustler? I've had both. I've had both, which is good just because I know that when one is doing something, I'm like, uh-uh, this is not right because I've experienced the super kind of supportive guy where he's sending me business ideas or Mm -hmm. he's like hey I think you need to connect with so-and-so she's looking for this okay thank you or I referred you to this person appreciate it or hey do you want to get in on this um, deal that I have in mind like I've had that type of man and then I've also had the type of man where I'm talking about myself and my win and now it's a competition it was like, dude, I'm not mm. trying to compete with you. Like, what is this? You want head to head, toe to toe? Like, can I talk about my win without you feeling like, oh, let me throw mine in there? Or, oh, I know you're always busy. No, I just don't have time for what you want right now. Like, I'm not the girl to date if you think we're going to text all day because I'm not, I'm not that girl. <laughs> text somebody else throughout the day. So I've, I've definitely have had both. And um, a lot of times it's just ego. Some men are just not secure, and if they're not secure and they can't check their ego, then it it always becomes a problem because it comes out in little ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so you live in the wonderful city of Chicago, Illinois. Do you feel like it is a good place for creatives? I definitely think so. I definitely think so. I feel like I've made a lot of 
just very organic connections with people. You talk to one person and they introduce you to the next person. Um, And just within the circle and women that I continually meet, everyone's working on something or everyone has a side hustle or a passion project. So I definitely think it's a great place for creatives to be. Do you ever see yourself leaving? Like Chicago people don't leave. We don't leave. <laughs> we don't leave. <laughs> we don't leave. This is so true. I've I've considered it, but not even long enough where I would say, yeah, if I left, I would go to this city. I've just considered. It. I mean, you know, these winters are harsh. So I think every Chicago mm-hmm. person, by the time November hits, we're like, oh, why am I still here? Why don't I move? So yeah, for the three months off the year, I consider leaving every single year. Is it three months or is it? I think it's like girl. Nine. <laughs> I mean, these winters be trying it. So November, right now, you know what? This was like a decent winter because it actually was fifty degrees today, and it's March. So it's a good three, good three months. November, December, February. Well, yeah, maybe five. <laughs> Listeners, maybe five months. <laughs> I don't. Let me give a disclaimer. I don't want y'all to be believing LC talking about the winter <laughs> is only three. Look, there's like two, it's like a two and a half month stretch that you could go to Chicago and you're safe <laughs> that it might not be freezing cold. It, it's not freeze. You just got to bundle up, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> not a few layers. You'll be fine. But I, love, I love the city, but I've I've learned because I've like literally gone in May and I'm like, <laughs> why is it 30? Like why? Yeah. So but yeah. You gotta be ready. So <laughs> you gotta be ready. You never know what you're gonna get with this weather. Okay. And we talked a little bit about like our pre-conversation before we started the episode. Cause we had some trials ourselves with rescheduling. I didn't have a voice. But um how has the podcasting journey been for you? Because I know there's a, probably a lot of listeners that want to get into podcasting, want to mm-hmm. know, you know, is it hard? What have, what have you run into? What have been some of like your, your wins and some of your like not so good things you've learned? Yeah. So I've been podcasting. I want to say this is my second year now. Um, so when I first kicked off the podcast, it was just a Hey LC podcast and it was completely solo. I think I had maybe two, or two to three guests um, the first season. And I think my biggest challenge that first season was consistency. Um, when I started it, it was one of those things where I was talking to a, a friend or a cousin about maybe starting a podcast. And then one day I just, I did it. But the next episode, maybe I didn't record that for maybe a month or so. And so just getting into the groove of being consistent so that people can find you and know when to expect your content And even creating content, especially when you're solo, like, what do I want to talk about this week? Um, That was the hardest, just being consistent and coming up with content. And so when I relaunched it under the Girl Behind the Hustle brand, I really just had a very clear direction just from having the first season experience, just knowing exactly what I want to talk about, coming up with a show, um, like a, a show structure, knowing how long I want the podcast to last. And putting it out consistently week after week so that people can look forward to the content and just know when to expect it. 
And I really enjoy every last one of your guests. Oh, thank um, you. Yes, the women that you choose are so inspiring. So um, I want to, anybody that's listening, definitely head over to Girl Behind the Hustle podcast because it's amazing. Um, what have you learned from the women you've interviewed? Um, what, what do you think you've taken the most from either one or all of them? You know, all the women I've interviewed have been so inspiring. Um, this season, what I actually did was I batch recorded most of my episodes. So even there's been episodes that you have not heard yet, but just all of them have been so inspiring and encouraging. Just knowing that you can take this risk and you can create something meaningful in the world. And even when you're in doubt and you don't know how it's going to work out, that it all works out. My first episode that I launched this season with um, Stephanie Floor, and I told her I launched her episode first because after my conversation with her and hearing her story and how she was on a train, I think she said she was 16 or 17, and she was on a train with New York in New York, and a guy came up to her and gave her this book. And after she read the book, she immediately booked a flight somewhere. And she had never traveled by herself or internationally at all. And she books a flight, I think, to London. And after my conversation with her, I did the exact same thing. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I want to travel and I want to go travel and I want to go somewhere by myself. And so it's just amazing how you can hear someone's story and know that your story means something to someone else. And that you just gain this inspiration from a little portion of your story that you may not even think that is significant or important and how it can be so inspiring and push someone else to do something. I agree. I cannot agree more. And I think the thing that I, it's kind of like maybe it's like touched my heart because, you know, you get these women's bios and so you know where they are now, but then you listen to the episode and they're like, oh no, like that failed. Or, mm-hmm. oh no, mm-hmm. I'm kicked down. Or, oh no, like that didn't work out. At all. Right. Like I had to right. start all over. Um, and so that just like whether you have hit that point where you kind of crashed and burned already or not, even if I haven't hit it, I know if I do, that's OK. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that restoration is always possible. That has been what I've loved um, kind of from the guest. And what is next for Elsie and the girl behind the hustle? Um, you, like you said, this is kind of the first season you launched with the episodes. How many episodes will there, there be? You know, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure exactly at what point I'm going to do a break in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like sometimes in the summer listenership goes down a little bit. So I may do a break. Um, yeah, I may do the break at the top of June or mid July and then kick it back off in the fall. But that's kind of TBD. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the podcast that's weekly every Wednesday. Right now I have some merchandise in the works. So that okay. should be coming out in we're in March. So that's planning to launch in April. Because I have so many people that message me, email me about t-shirts or maybe a quote that I wrote. Because most of the quotes that I write, they're I would say about 95% are mine, are like my quotes that I've created. Um, so a lot of people reach out saying oh I wish this was on a t-shirt or oh I wish I had a notebook that said that 
So I've decided to launch like a quote collection of different inspirational merchandise, t-shirts and notebooks, bags, all sorts of things. So that'll be launching in April. And um, I want to start doing also some live interview sessions, like live Instagram to see what the feedback is on that. I would love to do maybe like a live show. But mm-hmm. we'll see about that. But that's one of those kind of like dream, dream thoughts right now. But we'll see if that takes place. Which is where it always starts. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And you have events too. You have yeah. book club. And what, what kind of other events do you have already? Or are you kind of dreaming up? So right now, the book club, and I have to set the date for the next, for the spring one. Um, in the past, we did do a volunteer event with um, partnering with someone that was in Chicago who feeds the friends who, who she refers to as people in need. So we did that event. And yeah, and then the book club event with Michelle Obama with Reading Becoming. And so right now we're doing the spring book club event that'll be coming, I believe, in April or May. And so I'm not sure what else what other events will be coming up um, in spring and summertime. Probably do a couple of meetups, kind of like mixers more than likely. And then a possible kind of like self-care yoga event too. Cool. And you said like you just posted that -hmm. you might just put a little toe back into the event realm. Yes. Do you <laughs> do you see that coming or right now it's just like it's just out it's just floating. It's a may or may not. Girl, you know what's crazy? The way my life is set up. <laughs> what I have learned is that when I speak something, it happens. And so I don't even like to speak on stuff until I'm ready for it to happen. The so, next thing, right. The next thing you know, you're just going to be at an event planning. It happens like, so I don't fast. know. Like, it happens <laughs> so fast. So I started thinking about it last week. And then I went out with an old client turned friend. Um, on Sunday, we went to brunch. And they had just had an event. And then she was like, Oh, wait, so you think about coming back? It's like, oh, well, our next event is this day. What do you think? And so it's just like that instant. And I know like that's the way that my God and my faith is set up. That when I speak something and I kind of put it out there and make my request known to him, that it just kind of flows. So, I mean, I, I guess I'm back out here. <laughs> you say, <laughs> you're like, I said it. So I, said I, it I guess so I am here. I don't know if it's going to be underneath the same capacity. Um, I'm thinking I'm more interested in just freelancing just under under me. Um, I, I'm, I have no interest in relaunching LC Marie events. I just don't have any interest in doing that. But I'm okay with just freelancing. And then, um, yeah, freelancing and taking up what other contract. What are you in pursuit of? I am in pursuit of joy. That's what I'm in pursuit of. I'm in pursuit of joy. Um, I feel like in my past mindset that I thought that that was something that came out from outwardly or from doing certain things or having the career, the job, the life, the bank account number and all of that stuff. And what I've learned along this journey is that none of that stuff matters. 
And joy comes from within. And that's something that you have to create and find for yourself. And so what I've been in pursuit of is just joy. Which is awesome because I think you are sharing that joy um, through your vision and through Girl Behind the Hustle. Thank you. So, so thank you. Where can people find you and Girl so, Behind the Hustle? Yeah. So you can connect with me via Instagram at hey.lc, and that's my personal account. You can follow Girl Behind the Hustle on Instagram or Facebook at Girl Behind the Hustle. The podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Cast, any of your favorite podcast apps. And you can also visit the website to connect with our community and find out about our events and the merchandise launching and the podcast link is there as well as girlbehindthehustle.com. Thank you, LC, for being Thank our you. guest. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to our fifth episode of the In Pursuit of podcast featuring LC. This podcast is created and produced by myself, Alina Melton. The podcast is available on all of your favorite platforms. Please follow the show's Instagram page at underscore in pursuit of. For questions, comments, show or guest suggestions, please email IamInPursuitOf at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, follow and share the page as well as the podcast. Thanks for listening and don't forget to write a five star review.